Elevate, this next video by Dr. Josh Whitehead is about making complex decisions. And we all know as a leader, those riddle each and every one of our days and making the right decision in the right time is crucial in being a great leader. Some of the notes from this video are knowing your timeline, getting the right information and involving other people. I hope you enjoy. I wanna take a few minutes today to talk to you about how to make quality decisions and how to create a timeline to do that. You know, we often hear people say, I wanna make a good decision. But the more difficult part of that is, how do you make a good decision? You see, quality decisions don't always happen just because you're an expert in a the field. They happen because you have a plan to find that decision and then to achieve it. I wanna give you some thoughts about how you can make great decisions and how you can set the timeline to accomplish the things that you're trying to. Let me start by talking about you understanding the timeline related to your decision. You see, you need to determine whether you're creating the timeline or if the timeline has already been set for you. As many people go out to make decisions, they forget that there are other people involved in the process. For instance, has your supervisor set the timeline for you? Or do you get to decide what the timeline would be? Or is there something pressing that would dictate what the timeline should be for the decision that you're making? And above all, ensure that everyone agrees with the decision on the timeline that you're making. The next thing I would tell you to do is consider the factors that challenge your time. You know, for many of us, we've been making a decision on our own. But for other people, we're making decisions with a group of people or a team of people that have been put together around us. If you're making an individual decision, you can do it a lot faster because it only requires your own time and resources. If you're making a group decision though, you have to consider all the people that must be present and the times that they're needed to be able to help make the decision at hand. The other thing I would challenge you to consider as well is the season of the year. You see, it takes more time to make a decision in the summer or in the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas than it does at other times of the year. Uh, many people are traveling in the summer and so as you try to pull people together, uh, some of the key people may be on vacation or so many people start taking vacation after Thanksgiving or during that season of the holidays between Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's that you may find it difficult to get all the people together that you need to be there to make a great decision. You see, the season that you're in can, affect, can impact and have an effect on the decision that you're trying to make. The last thing I would encourage you to do is use a resource to guide you. There are so many resources available today. Even on your phone, in your pocket, there are simple things such as Wonderlist, which will help you make a list that's available across multiple different platforms or resources. Things like Evernote are available as well, where you can keep up with lists or insight or information. Or you can go really complex with things like Basecamp that allow multiple users to uh, give feedback and to be a part of the process, or even things like Tableau uh, that provide statistical data, demographic insight and research that's as well there to inform the decision that's being made. Now the next step in the process is that you have to actually find 
good information. You see, quality decisions are made from great information. Now, one of the things that you'll hear when you start talking about finding information is that people will often say, well, I just have a feeling or an instinct. I have this gut instinct within me that helps me make quality decisions. I would encourage you not to over rely on a gut instinct or a feeling. Even though those things can help guide us, they don't always give us the exact insight that we need in making a decision. So I wouldn't solely rely on that. But let me give you a few other things that can help with your instinct in making a decision. The first is research. You know, from information you currently have or information that's available in the market, you can do research to create a good decision. Another thing that you can use are experts in a field. Uh, from my perspective, I try to get multiple vantage points when using experts. For instance, don't find two people who agree on everything the same way. Try to find two people who come at things from different perspectives, from different vantage points, so that you have different thoughts and ideas that you can think about as you're trying to make this decision. And then last, remember your budget. You see, a leading driver that impacts every decision you make is your budget. Your decision can only be as good as your budget allows. It's the same thing with your time. If you're trying to make a decision in a compacted amount of time, it'll impact the quality of the decision that you can make. You see, anyone can make a good decision if they have the right information, but most of us don't take the time that's required to do the research, to talk to experts, to consider other external factors so that we can make a good decision from the information that we have. Now, after you get information, you need to take another uh, step or move in another direction, and that would be involving others. You see, the best decisions are made when others are involved. You need other people around you. You need other people are there who are there with their eyes to give their insight and their perspective to help you make a great decision. And when you're involving others, let me remind you of a few things. The first is this. Ensure that everyone understands who's making the decision. There's nothing wrong for a decision to be made by one person, but it's great for people to know that when they're walking in, that they understand their role in the journey is only to provide feedback or to give insight. That's gonna be elevated up to an individual person who will ultimately make the decision. If they know that from the beginning, they'll know that they're just a part of the process, that they're not the person making the decision. The next thing I would encourage you to do is to equip your team with the data that needs to be considered. Take all of that information, take all of that research from the experts, from the marketplace, from every area that you gleaned information or insight from, and provide that to your team. Because as they analyze and evaluate that data, they'll see it from different perspectives than you do. The last thing I would tell you to do with your team is to brainstorm together and finalize the best options. Allow people to speak or encourage or require people to speak and give insight that they have about the challenges or the decisions that you're trying to make. Because many people who may be the quietest in the room actually may have some of the greatest insight that you could glean as you're trying to make the decision. And then also I would encourage you as well, determine if the options that you're talking about are actual decisions 
Or are they just a discussion point that needs to be included in the decision-making process? That will help you to determine what your next steps are as you're making these decisions. Next, you need to actually do probably what many consider is the most difficult part of making a quality decision. And that's you have to actually make the decision. You know, let me challenge you in this. There's no perfect decision because every decision has a limiting factor or factor. Things like I mentioned, the timeline or the budget can impact the quality of a decision. If you had limited resources, it'll impact the amount of research or the amount of data that you can get to make the decision. If you have a limited amount of time, it will limit the opportunity that you have to get insight from other people or to allow a team to be involved at a higher level. Just remember, there's no perfect decision. But when you're making that decision, get the feedback that's available to you. And then when you have all of this together, clearly state the decision that was made. You know, I might even encourage you Grab some of the people who work around you or the people who are with you and ask them if they understand the decision that was made. Now, even though many people believe that making the decision is the hardest part because we fret and we wonder if it's really the right decision, I might actually tell you that I believe there's one other thing that could be a little bit more difficult. It's following through to completion. You see, decisions do not bring completion. Decisions just show the direction that you're heading in. Let me say that again because it's so important. Decisions don't bring completion. They just show the direction that you're heading in. You see, there's an incredible amount of hard work that goes into the decision being made and the, the decision being completed. And follow through is the hard work of the decision-making process. Because in the follow-through process, we have to actually move forward to accomplish all of the things that we understood from research, that we gleaned from the people who are around us, to ultimately make the decision and then follow through the steps of completion so that we can actually celebrate what's happened in the decision that we made. I hope that some of these things truly will help you as you go throughout your day and as you grow and develop as a leader to make incredible decisions as you go throughout the decision-making process in your job, in your home, maybe you're even in school. Any of these areas can be used to help you make the best decision that you can make.